0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to my podcast, Introverted Queen. On today's episode, I am speaking with Crystal. She is a certified self-confidence coach that specializes in helping women finally feel good enough. She teaches how to feel comfortable in your own skin, trust yourself, and have your own back instead of waiting for someone else to have it for you. She is also the host of a podcast called Confidence Looks Good on You, Girl, We talked about confidence, all things confidence, and how confidence is a constant commitment. She also shared one piece of advice that changed her life. It's a great episode. Check it out. Hi, Crystal.
1: Hey, how are you?
0: I'm good, thanks. How are you?
1: Doing amazing. Doing amazing. Good to be here.
0: Yes. Thank you so much for saying yes to being on this podcast.
1: Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure.
0: So who was young Crystal?
1: Yeah. So I grew up in a really loving home, but just like anybody else had my own challenges and struggles. And I was molested at uh, the tender age of three. Mm. So that formed, you know, its own kind of story in my mind. And then I also grew up in a religious home. So what that meant for me is that I grew up thinking that my whole goal in life was to be a perfectionist and someone who couldn't get it wrong, who always had to be ready to know what the answers were. I felt like I was uniquely a problem. And so I needed to be fixed. And if I didn't know how to fix myself, then I would just you know, pretend my way there. I could put on a really good show and I looked really, really good on the outside. And so if you met young Crystal, I would have looked really amazing on the outside, right?
0: Mm-hmm. I would have
1: looked so good. But on the inside, I was working really hard. I was always exhausted from just trying to act like I was this person who knew what it was, right? Like who knew what to do. And- it's such an interesting thing for me to think back on now, because I think about how much energy I use trying to do that. And of course, no one knows everything, but because I spent so much energy trying to act like that I did, I missed out on actually just going through the natural process of living life and, you know, being okay with making mistakes because couldn't do that. Right. <laughs> but being okay with making mistakes. So that's who young Crystal was, essentially.
0: Mm, Thank you for sharing that, by the way. And it's so funny because I can relate a little bit because I feel like growing up in a religious environment, there's this pressure to be perfect all the time, right? Yeah. So if you make a mistake, it's like, what happened? Like, you know better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's no room for error. And it's so much pressure on a kid, right? So yeah. Uh, yeah. And you don't know
1: unless someone tells you mm-hmm. because especially looking at the development naturally as kids, like when you're really, really young, you think your parents are absolutely like the epitome of what humanity or like a human should look like. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to ask at a really young age. And then at some point in time, maybe when you get to seven, you know, seven to 10, you feel a little sassier and you think they're all wrong and they <laughs> don't know what they're talking about. And you've lived so much life that you're like, I totally know what's happening. So even then you still don't have this capacity to really reach out and say, Hey, like I'm struggling here. So, you know, yeah. And then you put in that, like if you are raised in a religious home where you're told that like, there's something to achieve, there is a level that you should be getting to as your goal Mm -hmm. that it does. Yeah. I mean, the word pressure, like you use, it does. It puts a lot of pressure on you and you feel like you have nowhere to go with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so yeah, I I, I totally hear you there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on that, we're talking about confidence today. Do you remember yeah. an experience when you realized that you lacked confidence?
1: Yeah. I mean, most of my childhood was pretty much that. <laughs> <laughs> All the way up until like my early 20s. But I'm happy that you asked this question because sometimes as a self-confidence coach who really works with women on helping them to feel good enough. There is that question of like, you know, Crystal, do you ever feel not confident then? Like, this is your area. This is your expertise. And I always like to tell people like, of course, 24 seven, I am not walking around feeling like, like confident and I know everything that's happening in that kind of sense. And, I can think of several examples. I mean, like from past and even more recently, like I picked up a couple of extra pounds in the beginning of the year from holidays, like everybody else and mm-hmm. all of that. Pandemic. And then, Yeah. And then, you know, I turned 34 and apparently that's when your metabolism completely stops. And so it was like this crazy thing. So I had this experience of really trying to get used to a newer way that I looked. And so just like everybody else with natural changes in your life, it's like, oh, my security came from feeling like I was really fit and that I was slim and et cetera, et cetera. And so that was a period of time where I didn't feel necessarily very confident in my body. Right. And so overall, there's plenty of instances as a part of the human experience where it's like, I don't feel too confident in what I used to have confidence in. I always like to tell people the goal is not for you to feel confident 24 seven. That's actually not what it is. The goal is that you have the confidence in knowing that no matter what comes up in your life, no matter what kind of experience you have, that you will have your own back, which means you'll allow yourself to be human enough to not have it all together all the time. So Mm -hmm. even in my instance of like, oh my goodness, I've gained this weight and now I feel different about my body. What that looked like in the self-confidence world was, well, now I've found this area where I've seen, I relied on how I looked subconsciously, never really thought about it. I relied on how my weight was in order to feel great about myself. So now I have this opportunity to look at an area that doesn't feel as great about me and learn how to love myself in that. How can I love the fact that my tummy is a little bit bigger and like, how can I allow that to be something that can be beautiful and just the change of life, you know, or however I want to see it and then move forward from there. So the confidence piece of like, there's plenty of examples I can think of like that, where something changes or something happens that's like, well, this is new never confronted this before, but the self-confidence piece is always about taking that on and really seeing yourself as, Hey, I'm human. This has happened. And how can I love myself even deeper to allow me to be human?
0: Mm -hmm. Well said. And I feel like confidence is kind of like a constant commitment. Mm -hmm. Like there's some days where you have more confidence than others, or like you said, like maybe you gain a little bit weight, so you're not as confident. So I feel like it's always something that you have to remind yourself almost.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So,
0: yeah, I think that's interesting yeah. about confidence.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, I do totally agree on the side of confidence, you know, being a commitment. And it's kind of almost like a commitment in the sense of I always like to give this example of. If you like on the commitment side, cause I do have people that ask me not in this direct term, but this is kind of almost what they're asking me is like, what kind of work is it really going to take for mm. me to, you know, have that built in, I'm working on this to feel better about myself, to feel more confident about who I am and like, what's that going to look like? And do you need to be committed all the time and, and what, what that looks like? And I always say like, yes and no. And the answer really is, I like to give the example of if you don't smoke, right, you don't have a regular routine of going and getting cigarettes and smoking and things like that, right? Like if you don't smoke during the day, most likely you don't really have any thought about going to the store and picking up a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Like it just doesn't cross your mind, right? Like it's not something that you consider, Versus if you were, you know, a regular smoker, it's something that maybe crosses your mind a couple of times a day, right? And then if you were to decide, I don't want to smoke anymore, and you were a smoker, then you would have a commitment that you would have to really start to add to your life of, I want to stop smoking, I'm going to have to, every time something happens and I start thinking about smoking, I've got to have some other thing that I'm thinking about. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to go to the store and I don't want to pick up a cigarette. Or you're going to have thoughts about I'm going to go get a nicotine patch or whatever the the latest thing is that might be happening now for reducing that habit. So I always like to tell people, keep it in mind, if you've not been practicing confident. The level of commitment really that you're really talking about is just introducing something in the beginning that might be a new habit for you that you've never really had to think about. And then there's Mm going to be some areas where like my example, if you're not smoking that you never have had to think about it. (laughs) And so, you know, it's about just being committed to, again, just allowing yourself to go on the journey of if there's areas of your life, if there's pieces of you that you're constantly rejecting and putting off to the side And looking at those non-judgmentally and embracing them and saying, hey, I'm going to be committed to allowing even the things that I think are dysfunctional to be here without complete condemnation, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah. But do you think that being loud equals being confident?
1: That's a really good question because (laughs) I think sometimes the theory, and I totally get it because I'm more naturally what you would call an introvert in the sense that I gain a lot more energy from being on my own. And I'm going to want to have like one sole conversation with one person. And that's going to be like my way of connecting things like that versus someone else who might be considered, you know, in the popular term of extroverted, who walks into a room and wants to talk to everybody and everybody knows who they are and et cetera. Mm -hmm. So, I always like to tell people, especially if you're listening to this, it's like, I want you to hear me that confidence is not reserved for a particular type of personality. It has absolutely nothing to do with you walking in and being the person that can be the most heard because we all want to be heard and we all are finding ways to be heard in a sense. Really what it is, is confidence is about more of a mindset and mindset the definition of that, it's really just a collection of thoughts. Mm -hmm. So confidence less than being, you know, saying certain things or saying it in a certain way, or being able to do it louder or more frequently than anybody else has nothing to do with it. It really is just about what kind of collection of thoughts do you have about yourself in relation to going out and talking to different people? You can have someone that walks into a room of 100 people who hasn't said a word to anyone Mm -hmm. and feels so much more grounded in what she thinks about herself and who she is because her mindset or collection of thoughts is, I'm an amazing person. I'm absolutely beautiful all of these people would love to talk to me. I can't talk to all of them at one time. So I'm going to start over here and have a conversation. And maybe that conversation goes, you know, you never talk to anybody else. That's so perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Versus someone who comes in and doesn't really feel necessarily great about themselves and more thinking their collection of thoughts or that could be more about, I'm really confirmed that no one's going to like me. So I'm going to go around and show everybody who I think they think I need to be. And I'm going to go talk to everybody and make sure that they know it. And so maybe that person seems like they are louder and in more control, but in reality, they're not. In reality, they are being really unauthentic to themselves and who they are. And they feel a greater amount of pain because it hurts. Like We don't talk about it a lot, but it hurts when we walk around and we're not ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we pretend to be someone else that we think other people are going to like. And so that doesn't really feel great either. So always helpful. to forget about the personality. You don't need a, You don't need to be an introvert, extrovert. You know, if you're whatever it is on the Enneagram, whatever whatever personality test you take it, it doesn't matter. Personality is just telling you what your natural lean is in terms of where maybe your energy kind of goes and how you like to, you know, process through and exhibit a certain set of behaviors. That's it. Everything else, when it comes to self-confidence, when it comes to believing that you, who you are right now is enough, is just deciding that in that moment, no matter what kind of personality that you have.
0: Mm -hmm. It's so true. And I think sometimes, you know how society wants us to be a certain way. And I think we focus so much on personality traits about the loud person in the room, the quiet person in the room, that we never really get to know their character, And at the end of the day, that's what Mm -hmm. counts.
1: Yeah. And then there's also the cultural pieces too. I mean, we watch TV and then we're also in, uh, most of us, depending on where you live, I'm in United States. And a lot of the paradigm is this Western patriarchal structure where the ideal situation is a white male who is able to, um, when we picture like, go out and say what he wants, go after Mm -hmm. what he wants, you know, all of that. And so we have that picture in our head and we can watch even TV and watch, you know, these reality shows and the people that are on there, you know, are loud and usually have a lot to say. And so I think there's this false story, false picture that's painted of what confidence looks like. And we've been sold that it looks like in this one particular way, which is why people start to think about different kind of personalities, but it's really just simply not true.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. It's not true.
0: Yeah. Very true. <laughs> Do you think there's a thin line between confidence and arrogance?
1: Yeah, I think that there definitely is. I always like to tell people especially because I work with women. First of all, number one is necessarily a problem. We've been raised to be anti-arrogant, but what's very fascinating, and this goes back to my point about depending on your culture, and it might be all of North America that kind of looks like this, where you know, we don't say that about like men, we never go like men are like, I don't want to be too arrogant or something like that. Like, you know, women are the ones who are so concerned about the line and making sure I want to be confident, but I don't want to be too confident because then I might be arrogant. And I always like to say like, first of all, just notice your own expectation and your own connotation of that word. Right. And I think that as women, one of the first things that's so helpful is just to remember that who cares if you are arrogant? Like Mm -hmm. you, like that does not have to be the end all be all. So I want to say that, but for those who are still concerned about it, here's my definition and here's where the line is. So arrogance is you thinking so highly of yourself. And because you think so highly of yourself, you think that you're better than everyone else. So you've put yourself on this higher pedestal and The line that meets confidence, you know, into our traditional way of thinking of arrogance, I always say is split it kind of down the middle in my definition. Thinking too highly of yourself is really not a problem. Like you are allowed
0: Mm -hmm.
1: to say, I am amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, I walk with earth and my value is really critical in the time and place that we are right now. You are allowed to think that of yourself and to really embrace that. And then if you were to draw a line right there, the other side, once you cross over to this other side of the definition, that's where you start to lean in towards arrogance, where you start to say, I am so high that like everyone else is beneath me. That's where it becomes more of an unhealthy view of it, because all of us are human, and all of our value is all in the same place. Mm -hmm. So if you ever find yourself in that conversation of, well, I don't want to be too confident because then I end up being arrogant. I always like to say, you don't have to worry about that if you understand true confidence. Because based on what I was saying before, like that definition is really about you embracing who you are and not making other parts of you that you think are not acceptable, that you think are not lovable, a problem. And when you do that and you say, you know, here's some things that I have that I don't love about myself. I'm so human you know, and I, I'm okay with this though. You're so much more compassionate naturally with other people Mm -hmm. because you go, Oh, you know what? Like I have parts of me that I think are not that pretty or, you know, not that lovable, whatever it is. And then you can look at someone else. And if they say the same thing, then you resonate and you're like, yeah, I totally get it. Like I struggle in that area. or I struggle in that area. And so you never have to worry about crossing over into arrogance, as long as you are always reminding yourself that confidence is just about you allowing all of you to be an acceptable part of who you are and in your world altogether. And then the conversation of arrogance never even really has to be a part of
0: it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. true. So true.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
0: sometimes I think um, like going back to like gender, I yep. find when you go to a workshop, like a women's leadership summit, there's yep. always a workshop about confidence. Uh-huh. Always. And mm-hmm. as opposed to like you go in a meeting with full of men, like they never, uh-huh. ever, ever mentioned the word confidence. It's like, it's just normal.
1: Women. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm saying. That's a story right there. And mm-hmm. that's why I love to work with women because that's the story that we're sold is that it's a man thing. Yes. And then women are supposed to be subservient. They're supposed to be humble, you know, because if we're not, and we don't feel that role, then it's a problem, Mm -hmm. right? Then we're being, you know, bitchy or we're being selfish. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear that so often, but you never hear that conversation when men are talking. Men are like, it's not a conversation of them being selfish You know, it's none of that. We don't even have a word like I have a a really amazing life coach who said this. He's like, you know, especially when you start talking about, you know, women being called bitches and things like that. I mean, it's really this definition of the parts of femininity that people don't like. Mm -hmm. That's when they start to use that word, Mm -hmm. right? Where you're Mm -hmm. being like this. It's like, why? Because if it was a man, you would have just said, oh, he's being aggressive and knowing what he wants. And so it's two different conversations that are being had. And I think that's why it's so important for women to realize and be aware that, hey, it's not a problem. Like It's safe. We've been told that it's not safe. But it is safe for you to consider yourself to be an amazing woman who's smart, who is ethical, who is for other people, for other women, and who contributes to this world in such a profound way that, you know, she can go out and create whatever she wants for her life, no matter what that looks like.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So what do you think about the phrase, fake it till you make it?
1: Yeah, I, this one is always really interesting because <laughs> I'm always thinking, because when people say that, I'm like, why? Exactly. <laughs> why on earth do you need to fake it till you make it? Yeah. You know? And here's my response, because I know that it's in like the self-improvement, self-help world, where it's just this natural reaction of like, you should just fake it until you make it. And I'm like, what you're essentially telling people with that phrase, and we don't think about it, is that it's not okay for you to be messy. Mm. You really just need to look good all the time. And that goes back to, you know, that conversation of Young Crystal. Young Crystal grew up in that paradigm. And I will tell you that I was trying to fake it until I made it. And it's like, where are you even trying to make it to? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Because the story in your mind is that if I keep pretending to be perfect, I'll actually eventually hit it. Hmm. How is that working for you? It's impossible. Mm -hmm. And then even your own definition of perfection is subjective. It's based on what you think, like, no mistakes would look like. Because what no mistakes would look like to me would look extremely different if we went into another country and and had a conversation with someone who would look completely different. So I always tell people forget about that. Like, you don't even, like, you don't need to fake something. You get an opportunity. I encourage messiness. Make it safe enough. And this is how confidence is built. Because I always tell people, you have to remember that confidence is not about you feeling like you get it right all the time. Confidence is allowing yourself to be wrong and being okay with that. That's what allows you to walk out every day into the world and go... People aren't going to do what I think they're going to do. I might not even necessarily perform the way that I think that I should perform today. Mm -hmm. The world might throw something at me that I didn't see coming at all. And then at the end of the day, I want to be able to lay my head down and know that I just showed up the best way that I knew how. Not that I made sure that everything went exactly the way that I did. Because if you are in the background trying to make that happen, making that your expectation, you're going to wear yourself out. Mm -hmm. You're going to be exhausted because it doesn't happen. (laughs) This it's doesn't true. happen. I have no day where the, like everything goes exactly the way that I want it to go. Mm-hmm. But I do have many, many days where I say I showed up for myself in such a great way. When something happened that I didn't expect, I didn't like judge myself and beat myself up and say, I can't believe you did that and how awful are you and you can never get it right. That wasn't my conversation. My conversation was like, wow, that was a doozy. Way to just kind of rebound and try and do the best you can. Mm-hmm. That feels very different on a daily basis. And when you can learn to do that, figure it till you make it just sounds exhausting. <laughs> yeah.
0: It does. And I think also in a way, it's kind of um, like, it's okay to own your truth. It's okay to tell people, you know what? I made a decision. I'm not sure if it's the right decision. We'll see what happens. And I think yeah. there are so many uncertainties in life that we don't have to act like we're certain about everything in life.
1: Yeah. Because nobody really is. We're making all this up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's the secret. That's the secret that nobody will really say. Yeah. We're making all of this up. Mm -hmm. And people oftentimes, you know, even if they argue with me about it and it's like, well, no, I mean, we have a structure and we have, you know, all of this different stuff. I'm like, no, I'm telling you, like in any culture, in any society that you are, there was a beginning of it. And there was a thought that this is how we should do things. And this is how we should think about things. Mm -hmm. And it all started from there. And then we all ran with it. And then if you go to the other side of the world, they have an entirely different story on how things should be done. Mm -hmm. And so there's a possibility that all of us are right. There's a possibility that one of us is right. And there's a possibility that none of us are right. Mm -hmm. Right? And so, yeah, I mean, we're making this up. Nobody has it all figured out. And so find more safety in the messiness in this world, it's so important to embrace the messiness of life because it's messy. And the sooner you embrace that, the more time you can spend energy on the things that really matter versus spending energy on trying to prevent messy.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So true. Yeah. So what's one piece of advice that's changed your life?
1: Yeah, really great question. The number one thing I would say and... This took me some time to really embrace, but I I swear it's like, if you can really hear this and take it in, it will change everything for you. And it's that discomfort isn't a problem. Mm. Being uncomfortable, feeling yucky things is not a problem. Most of what holds us back, especially when it comes to being confident, is this theory that you should feel good all the time and it's not true we don't like to talk about feeling horrible we don't like to talk about feeling fear disappointment failure um shame we don't like talking about that because we've been raised in societies and watch tv and tv has this illusion that things process very quickly Right, you have your main heroine, and she has a dilemma, and she feels really crappy, but she only really feels crappy for maybe like an episode or two, and then we're on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. But real life feels different. Real life, it might take you a few months to figure out what's going on with me, and it sucks that this is going on, and all those different pieces. And so, I like to tell people if you can get more comfortable with this idea that life is going to sometimes have moments where you're going to feel amazing. And then there's going to be the other 50% of the time where it's going to feel kind of sucky. But if you can make the sucky, not this thing that means you're doing it wrong or you're a horrible person or that something has gone wrong and you can just allow the discomfort to be there, you'll find yourself in a position where you can take much more responsibility for your life where you're going, and who you want to become. Because whenever you are just expecting the good and want to keep trying to make only the good happen by force, you never take responsibility for anything. You just then put it in the hands of life and circumstances. Well, I need all of this other stuff to make sure that I'm happy. But it doesn't work like that. It's up to you to decide, you know, sometimes I might have to do some things that I don't want to do. Sometimes I might have to have a conversation that I don't want to have. Sometimes I might have to sit down and look at, you know, how am I contributing to the outcomes that are happening right now? What kind of habits do I have? And sometimes people don't want to look at that because they're like, but then I'm going to feel awful about myself. I'm like, I know, but that's okay. That's okay. It's not permanent.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. It's the starting point to you having a real conversation with yourself, a real relationship with yourself so that you can then go and have real connections and conversations with other people. And start to actually take actions that you want. So just remember that discomfort isn't always a problem. You're allowed to be uncomfortable, it's not always permanent, and expect that it, it might happen.
0: I love that you said that. I'm probably going to re-listen to this 10 times <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's so true because I don't like discomfort and yeah. like you know uncomfortable conversation or like uncertainty in decisions, and I've had to learn it the hard way. And I think, Mm -hmm. like you said, there's so much growth in discomfort. Yeah. And discomfort doesn't mean that you're going to stay there forever and ever. Yes, you you might stay there for a while. You might. But you're you're going to grow so much from it. So I love that you said that, you know, discomfort is something that we all have to go through in life.
1: Yeah. It really is. But we keep getting sold the lie, you know, especially if you, like myself, were raised in a religious home where it's kind of like, well, God's going to take care of everything. And, you know, as long as you're following him, no worries, no problems. And it's just not true. It's not how it works. Like you still have to deal with humanity, Mm -hmm. your own humanity. And in working with women one on one, you know, here's the secret that really happens. And it's like, how do you help me build your self-confidence? It's like, it's right. It's that right there. I help you create a space for you so that you can actually be uncomfortable for an hour every week. And you can look at yourself in a safe space and not be judgmental about it, but just go, Hey, like, here's some, here's some pain points. Here's some Mm -hmm. painful areas and say, okay, great. Let's sit here and let's work it out. And then you become less afraid of when discomfort comes up again. Yes, And then you get to just go like, oh, okay, I felt fear before. Mm -hmm. I've felt anger before. I've felt this before. And you know what? I didn't die. (laughs) I didn't die. I'm okay. It was like this weird, like, two-week thing. Mm -hmm. And now I'm kind of like, okay, that wasn't so bad. And then you go out and you do it again. And before you know it, the only thing that stops you is just you. Because now your emotions aren't being the factor that you're trying to avoid all the time. Yeah.
0: Run away from. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank you for dropping so much gems uh, today,
1: yeah.
0: so, <laughs> this, this was is an a amazing conversation.
1: conversation. <laughs> totally. Totally. I loved it.
0: Thank you so much for being here.
1: Of course.
0: That was such a great conversation I had with Crystal. I hope you found it insightful just as much as I did. One thing I took away from this conversation is that confidence is a constant commitment. Don't forget to share this episode with a friend. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please subscribe. Follow me on Instagram at introverted underscore queen blog. Thank you so much for tuning in. Take good care. And until next time.